so I was really happy. Uh, I, I was really very pleased with with Children of the Corn. To be honest with you, it was yeah. uh, it was really a treat. I mean, it was actually written by Stephen King. It was directed by Fritz Kirsch. Had Linda Hamilton in it. Uh, Peter Horton, and there's um, a lot of. Yeah, that's that's not the movie we're reviewing. We're we're reviewing the other one, the 2020 movie. Oh boy, I just got a chill up my spine, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate because that other movie was actually kind of effective and and decent in a lot of ways, kind of iconic for horror fans. So we're talking about the 2020 or 2023 version because there's like some conflicting information. I guess it came out this year, but. I think it was done in 20. Yeah, I'm seeing some conflicting information too, but it, let's just call it the 2023 one for, okay. uh, you know, for, for all clarity. intents and purposes. Yes. Because I had uh, seriously just put this out of my head. It's, I mean, I know we, I think we saw it like a day ago and now I'm just like kind of blanking uh, on it. And maybe it's just like <laughs> it a safety mechanism. Left. It's a safety <laughs> it mechanism. Left. Yeah. It's like what trauma patients go through that it just <laughs> throws it out. So play. Will you tell us what the hell we just watched? Okay, I would love to. This uh, this tepid remake uh, that need not be was helmed by Kurt Wil- Wimmer? Wimmer, who was uh, responsible for other essential viewing like Ultraviolet, Total Recall, the, the remake, not the Ooh. original, yeah. and uh, Equilibrium, which was pretty Actually, good in context. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's 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 kind of that's kind of cool because I didn't I didn't know I didn't look him up uh, as far as other directorial stuff. So I mean, yeah, Equilibrium was kind of cool. Ultraviolet was okay. Yeah, um, I mean, and I I think he also did one of the Expendables, which so he's he's good at uh, helming movies that we don't need. It yeah. seems to be kind of in his wheelhouse. But <laughs> um, yeah, this this one was just baffling. It's almost. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if uh, it, the movie was made at duress in some kind of way. It seems like like uh, like the Russian mob is like, we've got a lot of money. We need to launder through your country. Now we need to put it in something. And Kurt Wimmer's like being held at gunpoint with his hands behind his back. Like, it won't make any sense. Oh, you think it needs to make sense. We none of our films make sense in Russia. <laughs> so yeah maybe you know we, that poor kurt you know if that actually happened i, I feel so sorry for him so uh <laughs> i hope his family's okay I really maybe do. this was a maybe this is a cry out for help that you know we missed a lot of maybe missed a lot of like uh what are the easter bunnies or easter eggs easter Not easter egg, bunnies. Yes, yes easter egg uh, yeah like the round pebbles around brown pebbles are the kind <laughs> of easter eggs that we got with this one yeah, it, it, I've never seen a director quiet quit before, but that's what this felt like. <laughs> it felt like, yeah, I mean, like I said, now that I know his his bat his past output, I'm thinking this is, this was a paycheck. Must have been purely a paycheck for him. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it, it, that's that's how it feels like. But there's just it was so baffling. Like I've never seen. Well, I'm sure I have, but it was one of these movies where something. That should if I just if we just describe what, how the movie opens with uh, a, a bunch of kids getting killed in in a school in, in their preschool and then they pump in gas to try to put the killer right. to sleep and it murders everybody. Me describing that is like wow that's horrific. It's timely. <laughs> D- don't worry because yeah. it's the most un like it's it's just the most uninteresting boring sequence that i've ever seen in a movie you're just well, like all yeah. right 
well, what you what you missed and what you may miss uh, if you don't pay attention to the movie like we sure did is that uh, that was actually a school for delinquents. It wasn't a preschool oh. or nursery school. That I didn't know that until um, our, I guess our antagonist of the movie, this the supposed Isaac. That you know we had Isaac in the original movie who who is the leader of the children and who spoke to he who walks behind the rose. Uh, the girl is Eden in this movie and she's what she's played by uh kate moyer so and so it starts off like you think uh this 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 uh i guess teenager comes out uh out of the cornrows and eden sees him and then you think you think oh he's gonna he grabs a knife and then he just he says he's not gonna He's, he's not going to watch Eden cry anymore or some shit like that. You think he's going to kill Eden. Then you think he's going to kill some goat that's kind of tied up nearby for some odd reason. And uh, <laughs> instead he just... Baby goat. Yeah, and then you see him vault to head inside the delin- delinquency school and he just stabs like the first adult he sees. And that's... And then the next scene is just of this gas being pumped in there. <laughs> like Cyclone B. <laughs> and it's it, it wipes out... It kills not only the killer, the 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 teenage killer but it kills the rest of the kids in here and then it cuts to the sheriff going well i guess i'm out of an election this year yeah so sympathetic about what he did you know it was just it just starts off stupid it starts off stupid oh yeah just completely the wrong tone i mean we you know unfortunately like real life uh you know uh, real life things have happened that kind of mirror this but it doesn't elicit that kind of reaction in any way it's not timely it's not effective the uh i have a i I hate to almost hate to admit it's been so long since i've seen that the old movie that the 1984 one with linda hamilton excuse me that I I don't remember a whole lot about it. I do remember that the opening sequence was a thousand percent more effective. Oh yeah, it, it was actually chilling, and the acting was good, and and it put you in the moment. It was it was well done. By comparison, it's just it it feels like they keep remaking this, this, these Children of the Corn movies, and I'm beginning to wonder why there was ever an appeal in the first place. It doesn't yeah. seem like the 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 core property is that compelling to me yeah i think maybe back you know when the story was originally written when king originally written wrote it you know we're talking about a different america we're talking about technology isn't where it where it is at today so there may be some in some weird inconceivable way some a a possibility that something like this could could happen as far-fetched and crazy as it seems back in maybe the late 70s and early 80s but in this day and age, nothing like this has ever happened. Is it ever going no. to happen? And no. the thing is, it's uh, they start off this movie because let's go and compare and contrast. I know you haven't seen the old first movie, but uh, in a long time. But it, with this new movie, they're trying to explain, kind of give the kids some motivation for killing the adults in the town, and yeah, it, it doesn't work at all. It, it well, doesn't work because it, we don't know what that motivation is. Yeah, like there's, I I swear it feels like the script introduces an idea and then abandons it just as quickly. Yep. But it does it, that with scenes as well? Yeah, it does. And there's, <laughs> it's like they start off and they 
they hammer this point home that GMO is bad and they're putting dust on the crops that's killing all the crops and it makes people hallucinate. And that's that that was responsible for the Salem witch trials because everybody hallucinated. So it's like, okay, that's that's going to be the thrust of the movie. No, it's just a huge it's a huge red red herring. Yeah. yeah, but it's but it's it's almost just like an incomplete sentence because it just goes nowhere. They don't come up with anything else to fill in that gap in the narrative. It's just baffling. It's it's oh, it was so bad. None of the characters seem to know their own motivation. There's there's no real good solid reason for the kids' animosity towards the the adults yeah. in town. It was, well, it, it felt like because um, going back to the original film now I can't remember the the short story I remember reading the short story you know when I was in my teens but you know the the, the original movie is what I remember the most and you know with that it's uh Peter uh Peter Boyle is that his name uh Peter Horton sorry Peter, Peter Horton, Horton. Yeah. yeah Peter Horton and Linda ha- Linda Hamilton are basically the only adults in the movie besides a gas station attendant um that's hanging around outside of town, but basically they're the only adults that come into the town. They realize, you know, Oh, the, there's a lot of kids or they find, you know, they start unraveling this mystery of where the adults are, what's going on. And, you know, it, it turns into a cat and mouse throughout the entire movie of them hiding from the mean kids or the evil kids. And then, you know, meeting up with some kids who, you know, don't want to be a part of it anymore. Kind of thing. They run into like a ritual sacrifice, which is really kind of a a really cool thing that they put in the original. And with this one, they're trying to explain, they're trying to explain how all the adults died. If, and it it just did not work. It, the, the adults. Okay. So, their their corn is dying. They they blame the big big corn companies for coming in and poisoning the land and you know and exposing all the corn and the land to toxicities and stuff. So the adults decide, hey, we're going to take these subsidies from the government and grow other crops that will be uh, more fruitful. And I thought, wow, that's a great idea. You know, yeah, well, it's, it seems to work out for everybody. Yeah, it? I mean, if you can take subsidies from government and buy and, and plant crops that the government actually wants and the the people want, then by all means, that sounds like a great solution. <coughs> but the thing that pissed me off about this goddamn movie is that when all the adults voted, these little kids say, "Well, what about our vote?" It's well, like, you're minor, up. so fuck off. Yeah, shut up. You have no say. Be I'm quiet. Liar. Or even in the building, go yeah. And, oh God! And then the, it's just the the miners, just uh, especially in you know I don't want to you know Kate Moyer. I'm sure she's a, a fine little actor, um, <laughs> but her attitude and the way she portrayed this character was extremely annoying to me. I I, I mean bless your soul. I, I'm sure she's got other parts that she's done really well, but uh, with this this was just horrible. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I, they were. Everybody was bad in this. I didn't like Elena Camporis as uh, uh, like acting much in it. And it's same kind of thing. It's like I don't really blame her that much. She yeah. didn't have much to go on. But all her performances were just very breathy and not very serious. Like you can tell that her. <laughs> I felt like she's like the best actor in her school in the actual town of Nebraska. Where they <laughs> she's just got a very breathy. Very, Very yeah. Oh, you know, God, she's always a, she always had a she always had. I think it was just more a character. I I don't, I don't have a yeah. problem with her, of course, but you know, her character was this. Even she's supposed to be the protagonist, but she's just as annoying as the antagonist yeah. in this film because you know she's 
oh, she's going to Harvard or right. She's going to some kind of a microbiology school or something like that. And and, you know, she's escaping the town, but she still wants to save the town. She goes, we can fix the town. No, dad, yeah. we can fix it. Down. Even after the, after the dad said we can get these farm subsidies and raise crops that people actually buy and that are healthy, you know, but she's like, no, we can fix the town. She wants to fix the town. She wants to do all these have all these ideas she makes these impassioned breathy speeches <laughs> to you know like she's kind of firing up the crowd and it just it just became even more annoying than the antagonist and I, frankly we i was just sick of both of them corn we need to save our <laughs> but once but i think the motivation was once the kids these kids realized that their corn field was going to be ripped apart and something else was to be grown. That was their supposed motivation with it. I guess whatever this, you know, we're led to believe that it's this GMO and toxins and fungus or whatever that's influencing their mind. But I guess it's some otherworldly entity out in the cornfield that is influencing. Hey, you can't don't let them tear down the corn because I'm not going to be able to live. I, I've yeah. got corn cob fingers and a corn cob hat. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm, corn, corn. I'm the big corn cob monster, you know, and it. it, it I, and That's I another part we can get to. But. Our, I don't remember our actual dialogue when we were riffing the movie from beginning to end, but I recall having the, the thought, if I didn't express it, I thought it, that if this fucking movie has a goddamn corn monster in it, I'm going to lose my mind. And sure as shit, there's a fucking corn monster in it. It's made of corn, and it's a corn monster. It's like... <laughs> That's just how out of touch these filmmakers are. Is that you know what the audience is going to go nuts for is a fucking monster made out of corn husks. That's that's why we that's that's why we tuned in is a is a corn monster. Yeah, uh, I think you 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 had some notes in you that you wrote about you know when you when you're going to make a when you when you're going to do a remake you know yeah you want to see kind of see like a different point of view or you want to see something honed in. Uh, that la like a laser focus on the original and, that, and yeah. make it better, you know. And I can think of a handful. I can think of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake from 2003, uh, yeah. the Friday the Thirteenth remake from you know late 2000s, something like that. Um, uh, the Evil Dead 2013. Right, uh, right. Um, so all these kind of took the ideas of the original movie and honed them in, made them a little bit more brutal than the originals too, and they did something different and it was exciting to see this did not do that. This took no. everything that you loved about the original movie and tried to do it. Kind of, yeah. Disregarded it. And it, yeah. and I, I, let's go, let's delve on this fucking monster. Let's go. <laughs> because again, a good comparison to this monster. I mean, it is again, the original movie did not show a corn monster. Now it showed something under the ground moving and you see it like boiling up or something like that, but they never actually showed what was behind the rose. You know, they didn't show the monster or the demon or whatever entity it was. And it's good for them because it was the eighties and they knew that they would have to come up with something that's better than, I guess, pumpkin head coming out of the goddamn ground. <laughs> a dude in a, in a ghillie suit with corn. Which <laughs> <laughs> you just uh, ears of corn. Which thinking which about it now, better. that that probably would have worked better than, than the CGI mess that we actually saw in this movie. Yeah. That's not even lit. Like it, it, like they didn't even, they either didn't have the budget or they just didn't give a shit. I, that's, that's just one of the biggest sins of, of most movies nowadays is that they just don't give a fuck that there's, that there's no, there was no attempt to light it in the same, um, in the same lighting. And even if it looked decent, like it would have mattered because there was no 
backstory to the monster. There's no reason for it to be nope. at all. There was no justification for a corn monster. And it, <laughs> you know, well, and it, it just pisses me monster. off to, to to say it. A fucking corn monster. Yeah, and then you're like, I think they should have just rolled with that fucking toxin yeah whatever in the air that would have been a much more legitimate reason for the kids to go freaking crazy uh than some lurking monster unless the monster is a direct result of the pesticides maybe that's something we didn't catch maybe this is a, a toxic avenger kind of <laughs> corn cob monster <laughs> or i thought it like you pointed out i thought okay they're they're it's obviously they're hammering this point home about how these toxins cause uh, hallucinations. No one, there's no actual corn monster. It's a, it's a mass hallucination. That's making everybody go crazy. Yeah. That would have made some kind of narrative sense. No, they didn't do that. It was literally a fucking corn monster. And, uh, <laughs> and they, they tried to do that at the end where, you know, uh, <laughs> Ellen's uh, Alina's character, uh, Bo, she's like, it's not real. It's not real. And I was like, okay, this is kind of like a, would be a cool ending kind of thing yeah. and then oh, here comes corn cob monster <laughs> rushing out of the fucking <laughs> cornfield and then of course Bo her character's like oh this isn't real and, um, just, <laughs> and, and <laughs> you know it, it, I, it, it's just perplexing because not only was that that so dumb looking the CGI but when, she, when there's a kill scene one of the I mean, there's a couple of there's a couple of shots where they use some special effects wisely. I mean, but they're practical effects and they look okay. Like the two girls who are like stabbed and hanging up on the ceiling, who who we thought they were going to escape. Uh, that they, they did a good yeah. job of that. But you know, they they do a total CGI pulling apart of this woman yeah. by the by the corn cob monster. And I, you hear me in our playback. I'm just going boo boo. <laughs> Like if it was a, back in the grindhouse days when you would go to uh, like these these dollar features and just throw popcorn at the screen and talk <laughs> mad shit, just boom. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. When when I went to go put together uh, the riff reel for this, because guys, if just in case you don't know, we put together all what I think are some funnier riffs that we did when we watched this movie. It was hard. It was very hard yeah. because there were a couple of great riffs that we had in there, um, but most of it is us raging at the film. Yeah, and, it's and, just so fucking bad. It's and getting just... pissed. <laughs> it, it wasn't even – there was some parts where I was like, oh, my God, we were really fucking harsh on this part. This is oh, man, we went off on it. We went yeah. in on it. And I, could, I don't know that anyone's really paying that close attention. It seems like, you know, kind of objectively weird that we go in on this movie that was – probably executed on some level a lot better than other movies that are just pieces of dog shit in other people's yeah. estimation that we actually like, but it's all with horror. And we, I, we say this all the time. It's a totally different sliding scale that you graded on. It's a, all about entertainment, almost in the face of intent. Like it's yeah. a lot of my favorite horror movies. You could tell that this isn't what you were trying to portray to the audience, but something about their the earnestness of the, yeah. of the filmmakers and their 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 kind of charming ineptitude sometimes kind of makes it into something that it's not. Like uh, um, Veronica comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> well, I you can ineptitude. You could say that for the Children of the Corn uh, sequels that came after it, the, yeah. the original one, uh, which were they're they're all really bad. But at the same time, they're they've got a, a certain 
charm about them that you know you can watch them and say oh this is fucking dumb you know but you know at least we got to watch it and yet you had a good time no matter how frustrating some scenes may be but uh this one it, it wasn't <coughs> i mean i this uh i i will say that i i did start watching this movie before we i brought it to cs yeah uh, but as soon as i was like i was like i think i got 15 minutes into this thing and i said i stopped it i was like I need to tell Clay that we need to watch this guy. Yeah. And yeah. Because I'm glad you did. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's one scene in particular when I, when you, when you were talking about like things that just felt like they didn't finish writing, uh, it, it feels like you, they had an idea and then just let it kind of pitter, pitter, peter out. And, uh, there's one scene where the, the kids are in this corn in the cornfield and they're making a kid walk the plank. Oh yeah. And, and this kid's name is Wally. And I know Wally. Very, Wally. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know. I mean, shit. Yeah. So this is a long and drug out scene where their uh, uh, Bo shows up with her brother, and then this uh, the outcast kid shows up, and they're all the kids are chanting, "Jump, walk the plank, walk the plank," and they keep pushing him out on this plank, and he's like slowly wa walking out here. He's crying and complaining ah stop it ah, hey stop poking me that damn thing uh, uh, and then and then there's like a, a a pile of corn husk and everything and then uh, eden wants someone to set the thing on fire once he falls into this pile of husks and you know again bo's trying to tell her oh you can't do that it'll blow everybody up it'll, yeah, set, the it'll, set, it'll, fire. it'll set the whole uh cornfield on fire it's like well also it, it's just it's such a baffling scene because no one is like we're we're really we're gonna execute this kid. The whole tone of it was wrong too. It was almost yeah. creeper. It was unintentionally creepier in in a way that they didn't intend. Like they're ex they're getting ready to execute this kid. Yeah, and then all the kids on the ground are like, "Yes, make him walk the plank." And we never get on screen resolution on if he's okay. No, <laughs> if they actually did it or not. In fact, it was getting closer and closer to the moment when uh, our our hero Bo decides <laughs> to bail out and hey, chase down the the outcast kid and go talk to him. And so we're sitting there going, "Okay, well, ha what happened to Wally?" And <laughs> and <Is> here, ah! <laughs> yeah, and, the, and, the, and then a big wolf of fire is like. <laughs> blows up but that which would have been hilarious and awesome but the the only other time we hear about it is when bo's brother comes up and i think that's what callan mulvey is that him I no no that's that's the father that's the, that's the father no Jaden <laughs> mcginley Jaden mcginley who plays cecil the 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 brother uh finds bo and she says oh well uh how's how'd everything go and the brother's just like oh yeah we we're all jumping around and laughing and whatnot uh <laughs> I was like, well, what happened to Wally? You know? <laughs> I know, what happened to your victim? <laughs> and I thought maybe certainly we'd come back to that because they did come back to that same spot later in the film near the climax, and there's no Wally up on the plank, so we must assume he's got down somehow, but there's no, you know, if there was like a body that was on the ground on fire or burned or something. <laughs> I just still smoldering. <laughs> still smoldering? I'd be like, okay, there's Wally. We know what happened to him. At least we get some resolution, but <laughs> what's chilling is the, the, you know, like you pointed out, Bo is supposed to be the, our protagonist as a character, completely unlikable. Uh, it just it shows at most mild indifference to the fact that they're getting ready to murder this child for the crime of abusing his, his hound dog. And, and well, he wasn't even abusing his hound dog. You said the dog yeah, ate some, ate some poison and it was dying. And then the Eden was like, well, you should have put it out of its misery instead of let it suffer. 
Yeah, so instead you oh, yes. gotta, <laughs> Yeah, because any fucking ten year old any ten year old boy would uh, grab a, a shovel and just bash its dying dead dog dying dog's <laughs> in, head in, you know. It's it's absolutely bonkers. Well, I I think that uh, we that we're missing the context of of growing up in Nebraska. <laughs> I have a theory for the way that uh, this this original story came to be. I I don't know this for a fact, but I think that uh, uh, Stephen Stephen King and his wife Tabitha were driving through Nebraska, and then uh, Tabitha was like, "Man, this, this really sucks here. It's just corn and it's really boring." And then she says, uh, "Gee, Stephen, could you imagine if you could never leave Nebraska?" And then he was hit with inspiration, <laughs> and then he went home and he did a whole bunch of blow, and then he wrote a story that has paid off in dividends. Because could you imagine? He just he has to just go to his his mailbox and pull out like you know royalties that he didn't even expect to get. Right. Like, oh, you know, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I got five hundred thousand dollars for some weird knockoff corner of the children of the corn thing. I'm into it. I bet it's a total piece of shit. And then he hobbles in because he's old and he's been hit by a car. <laughs> yeah, tw- twice I think. <laughs> that poor guy. God damn. But yeah, I mean, uh, I you know, I I love Stephen King's. Uh, you know, I I read him a lot as a kid. I tried to read everything I could, and you know, I I haven't gone back to his books as an adult. Maybe I should just to kind of get a. a I don't know, a, a different opinion of what my grown-up brain thinks of him as opposed to my... I think I was just yeah. like a, a horny, violent teenager that he had sex scenes in his books, he had violence in his books, and I was yeah. all into it. Well, and he had a... Um, and still does. Um, he, he had a very descriptive, beautiful, uh, um, kind of poetic way that he set the scene. Like, he would, he would give you... Uh, some writers hate this, the, the, just the kind of... Um, overly descriptive way that king set the scene but as as a young reader i loved it because yeah. he put you in the scene there was a lot of times there would be just pages and pages dedicated to you know like little wisps of stuff in the air and, like describing and the dairy like describing dairy maine or the, the town yeah. and you could go a chapter just describing the inhabitants and some of the history and the the old corner store that had been there for you know a hundred yeah. years uh, owned yeah. by uh, a a family of people that you never he'll describe people that you'll never hear about again ever in the books except maybe in passing but yeah yeah but it was i mean it, it, reading stephen king it was a treat especially because i think that a lot of, of us came to to king in the same kind of way it's just his books were just available like yeah. a, a lot of us our moms read them and they were just on the bookshelf so it was it was something to get into so i i definitely appreciate his artistic contribution they have made countless shitty um you know adaptions of his work and and yeah. in fairness he, he a lot of his his books weren't worth the sum of their parts they didn't hang together that yeah. well as a, as a cohesive story but you know i mean i can't talk shit i don't have a i don't have a single novel he had a he, <laughs> yeah and he'd, he'd write one a week <laughs> yeah i know i mean uh, the guy is definitely i don't know if he's writing as much anymore because i haven't been keeping up with him obviously but just some of his ideas were just batshit crazy. The Mangler is one of the ones that was yeah. just, it was about a printing press, I think, that just ate people. <laughs> like, and this was made into a, a movie. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think that there's, I think he he's kind of was a victim of his own success in a way because his publishers would publish whatever drivel he would, he would fart <laughs> out of the typewriter. Um, what, one that stands out to me is Apt Pupil. That was, mm-hmm. uh, that was, 
genuinely troubling to read that yeah. got into my head when i read that i was like this is really a fucked up <laughs> story that you've written yeah his his richard bachman um pseudo aliases or that he wrote <clears throat> under um the long walk was one that uh troubled me when i watched when i read it because it was just about a, a brutal death march of children <laughs> forced, yeah. forced to walk it was kind of like a hunger game situation in a way um but yeah, but uh, Children of the Corn, like I said, I can't remember that much of the actual written story, but I do remember quite a lot of the original movie in 1984. Um, and Children of the Corn 2023 is is a big stinker. And this is one of the ones that <laughs> this this is one of the ones because uh, we we usually like to write reviews. Uh, you you. You usually write like a big kind of like <laughs> rambling mass of, uh, of verbal thoughts. And then yeah. I try to make sense of them, and, like put my little uh, uh, two cents. And then we'll post a, a review on to Amazon. And most of the reviews are maybe kind of trashing the movie a little bit, but we'll five star them anyways, you know, if they're independents right. or low budget and everything. But ironically one, kind yeah. of praising. And ironically <laughs> kind of praising and just give them a five star, you know, like Goblin and Veronica yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, this one, I did not feel any sense of being ironic or, or giving it five stars. This is a pure one star hit that, that, that I, I put on Amazon. I'm not even sure if they're going to publish the, the actual review because it's so mean spirited. There were a lot of, there were a lot. I, I wrote, a, I, it was the thing. I edited a little, I, I yeah. edited a little bit. But <laughs> well, cause I was mad at it. And having done a little bit of research on very little, like, um, uh, you know, like knowing who the director is now, there's, there's no excuse, man. It should have been better than this, you know? And, and it's nothing that needed to be budget wise that, that you needed to improve upon. Right. And, uh, you know, like I could forgive some poor performances. There's going to be child actors in it, so you know you have to kind of be forgiving about it. But they, they gave them nothing to work with. No one had any any motivations. Like the the lead the lead character to 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 all the the people to her dad. Like no one's the way people felt and acted never made sense. Not once. Like no one's motivation was anything that you could, you could kind of sink your teeth into. You didn't like the kids. You didn't like the adults. You didn't like, there was no one for you to kind of to anchor the audience into the movie. It was just, and it just makes it a slog to get through. It's yeah. And there like, was, when is this going to end? Yeah. There's, it was always, yeah, there's always that sense of when is this going to end, but there's just a sense that nothing made sense. There was no yeah. there was weird motivations for characters doing things that uh, i will say i do like the the actor who played the dad i thought he did a, a fairly okay job um yeah what he had and then you can kind of i he was okay but the weird thing is uh, there's a moment uh in this film where the kids uh, somehow they 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 use the same gas that uh killed the original children at the very beginning on the adults who are locked into the jail now somehow some way the the adults didn't die uh i thought they would be dead you know or because you yeah. know eden is is haranguing them about oh how long can you hold your breath <laughs> can you hold it longer than my my friends so and so so and so and so and so at the at the delinquency school which he specifically <laughs> says and <laughs> and i thought that was funny but uh then they the, the adults start waking up and then this they're in this pit and now Keep in mind the 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 we all saw the dad in the jail. We all uh, we all saw Bo's dad in the jail. We saw several other people in the jail. We just assumed they pulled everyone out, put them in this pit, and then just started dumping dirt on them and burying them alive. <laughs> <laughs> Which was you know 
okay, that's a good way to get rid of them, I guess. Uh, I mean, but- and, and I made the comment, I think we both did, that like, try to survive a little bit. I, it would take an army of children. And I'm, I'm not in that good a shape. I'm not that young of a guy anymore. I could I could fuck up a bunch of kids that were trying to push me into a pit and yeah, you, dirt on me. Hey, give a give a 10-year-old a, a, a chainsaw. Give him a pitchfork. Uh, give him a little knife. You know, they can come out with what the fuck they want. I'm telling you, I'm going to be snapping some little necks before I go down. I'll, I'll, I'll pick one of those kids up by their feet and use them to beat the snack out of the other kids in the circle. <laughs> There's going to be, I'm going to be screaming with a pile of dead children crawling on top of me as I'm ripping them apart. And they can finally stab you to death, but there's going to be like 50 of them fuckers just lying around me. Oh, I mean, a couple of them are going to be lesser eyes and, and <laughs> fingers and stuff. I'm not going down easy. I didn't I didn't make it to my 50-year mark to be killed by a bunch of children. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's uh, and again, that's the thing we can compare to the, the original film uh, is that we do see flashbacks in the original film of how the children did manage to kill the adults. And it was all them catching the adults on... Uh, and surprise like yeah. they just show up and just start stabbing you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> like well in the beginning of it they poison them they poison all their coffee on a sunday like none right. of the adults expect to get just murked at the diner that everybody goes to right like, yeah yeah like, the poison the coffee just little subtle things the kids did that were again subtle they didn't you didn't see any over bullshit like in this this one where look at us we're we're a big gang of children you know it says no you gave the adults a heads up and if this was based in it if you had any kind of disbelief you want to suspended the the adults would have put up some kind of fight and we should have yeah. seen some bloody dead children before they finally took over yeah there, there should have been something on both sides i mean god damn like films that people just Hand in the day were better than this. Like, um, remember Maximum Overdrive? That stupid yeah. movie about the, the, the I love the, that movie. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, but it was that movie. But it's a masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, it's camp. It's it's camp. But it was that movie was a, a masterpiece. If you're going to compare King adaptions to yeah to this, it's just like I I swear these Children of the Corn movies are just getting diluted to the point of just being completely irrelevant yeah by the time we get to now like there's like you point out there's just no cultural relevance there's nothing timely to bring you into it and they had all the they have all the stuff like it, it's a story that could have uh been an analogy about like the poison water in flint yeah. michigan and and um you know just this kind of generational divide that we can't understand like i mean I don't understand TikTok at all. Like I, that, that, that you could make a horror movie about that. Like, what are, what are the kids doing? They're doing this weird, yeah. you know, dance on TikTok, and, and we don't understand. You know, there's all these, there's all this stuff that the movie had to work with, and it just didn't chase down any of these themes and give in, yeah. give us anything to to let. And oh God, that's what makes me so mad about it. It's like with, with horror fans are just the most patient like fan you know base in the world we know that we're going to sit down and watch something that's going to be kind of fundamentally not that good in in movie context and you still fuck with us you still waste our time even (laughs) even though we're we're on your side to to even be given this turd a chance yeah and this one wasn't even released in theaters i think it just came out straight to shutter or prime video i i think now uh I saw that stupid fucking movie, The Boogeyman, in theaters just 
a couple months ago only yeah. because it was like oh it's five dollar night uh yeah i wanted to just get out of the house and so we went and saw it it was just balls out awful it's just one <laughs> horrible movie and you know and people are in there getting scared it's like I'm oh looking man! Around, people are like, oh, I'm like, this is a horrible CGI monster. They're covering in darkness, just like Children of the Fucking Corn. <laughs> oh man! Like, and I, we might have mentioned this before too, but when I was watching the latest Evil Dead in the theater, people were getting up and marching out, all indignant, offended. It's like, fucking, go drive your car into a gully, you weakling. <laughs> what, are, what are you here for? Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I, I can say this is, we, we. If this was a, if this was an actual if this was an actual city, we would have raised this thing to the ground and and, and scorched earth policies, you know, just burn everything, salt the earth, poison the wells, and no one would have to fucking watch children. Corn. No more corn's gonna grow here. And it's kind of funny too because we have watched some like profoundly shitty movies since we've started the podcast, and yeah. this one, this. This one really fingered my butt all in a way did. that I didn't care for. It did mine too. And now uh, I, I will mention that one of the next movies we're we're, gonna, we're putting a little time in and we're watching is a, a little uh, is a little movie called Death Metal. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to doing that one. And it, it's uh, it's from this director who's a big fan of uh, heavy metal. Of course, it's a low budget horror movie, and this isn't one of those things where we're just going to watch it and just give our spur of the moment, moment thoughts. We're going to riff this thing. We're going to mystery science it or 3K it. Um, and already from what I've seen in my notes, I'm already enjoying it. It's about 15 yeah. minutes in and it's cheesy. It's I've already laughed a couple of times out loud from some of the lines that people say, are saying in there. So I think this is one that I'm not really going to have too much bad stuff to say, only that, you know, it looks like this guy's got a love for the movies, got a love for the music, and I'm hoping to do it justice with what we do. Well, uh, and I and I don't want to flavor your opinion too much, but that that's a good assessment of it. Uh, death metal is is done, um, I, you know, like it, I can tell it was t- tongue in cheek on some levels, and yeah. and he obviously knew what he was working with, but it was it, like, and I think what kind of the way that we're both going to get into it is we understand you even more than me. We understand that scene. We understand the death metal scene and just the, you know, just the kind of the way people behave and the kind of the fun gatekeeping of the characters (laughs) when it it comes to, there's a lot of nods to that. It was, it's it's a film that's uh, made by and for heavy metal fans. So I I think that y'all are going to enjoy um, our riff of it that it's God. It was a movie made for riffing too. There's some, some yeah wonderful moments. There are some w- really wonderful moments, and uh, I'm getting I'm looking forward to catching the rest of it and writing down our jokes, and we get a nice little collab going so we can get that written up and fulfilled. But uh, Children of the Corn has now moved leave up a step. Yeah. So now yeah. leave leave is now no longer at the bottom of the pile here. I think uh, Children of the Corn now takes the trophy for being the worst film we've ever seen yeah. on this channel. <laughs> so, if there's well, a chart and an animation, which I'm not going to do, it, the worst, be- the worst film we've seen in this iteration, I should say, of cinematic <laughs> suffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some um, of the other ones I've, I've forgotten. Like we've we've had people reach out and be like, "God, you guys are brutal," and it's like I forgot that we watched that movie. Sorry if you yeah, were that offended. Was- <laughs> it's like five years ago, four years ago. <laughs> so, uh, 
but yeah okay so all right well there's our review our opinions yeah. of children of the corn i i will say that you know i know that the actors in here don't come at us saying that we're fucking trashing on the child actors uh which we are we hate them they're awful <laughs> um but I, I kid, I kid, I kid. Uh, they, these kids did the best they could with the the work that they have. They they certainly weren't on Spielbergian levels of no. that you like you wrote of uh, acting <laughs> talent, but you know they they did what they could. And it, you know, unfortunately, Kurt, Kurt, what have you done? Well, I guess with this all lies in your lap, sir. Yeah, quit, some quit behind making, the scenes. It's like please quit making remakes. We don't need. No one wants them. They like you know like movies like. Uh, of total recall are genre classics that don't need to be remade in any right. way children of the corn has already been done to death do, do something new you can fuck up your own creation just as much as you can you know <laughs> piss yeah. on the soon-to-be corpse of stephen king <laughs> leave, leave him alone well uh, i guess that's it uh do we have anything to plug uh, i guess uh, we already kind of did the death metal plug um well I'll... yeah just um you know like if you like horror and you like uh mst3k riff track style joke commentary and you like movie reviews you like horror video games uh you're in the right spot that's what we do here on cinematic suffering so you know Show us some love, click like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. It really helps us grow our audience. And, um, you know, we appreciate your time and hanging out with us. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, especially hit that subscribe button, like, and share. If you think it's uh, cool, you think you, we did something funny, or if you, you think you did, we did something ha- awful, then please uh, yell at us. It's, it's always fun. Yes. Yeah. But uh, we are Cinematic Suffering. I'm Jason. That's Clay over there. Everyone have a good night or day or wherever you're at. Bye. Bye.